0: Let the buzz begin! Hi everybody! Welcome (laughs) to
1: another episode of The Ultimate Fighter Season 21. We are now at Episode 9 of the season. I'm Suri Serrano. Very excited to have our special guest fighter, uh, Kamaru Usman, joining us here shortly. And let me first introduce you to my co-hosts, who are fantastic, Mr...
2: Jared Gilgerson. Yes. Oh, I interrupt you. Welcome, everyone, to the greatest show ever. <laughs> I'm just doing my best, Mesh. LeBron.
1: Cheers! Yes. Uh, Get out. We love Bonanza, it. we got you beat. Yes. Introduce yes. yourself. Hello, everybody.
3: J tan. J tan.
4: He has to say his name twice. Hi. Yeah, that's Taurus. so nice. I
3: say it twice.
4: Alexis Torres, good to see you. How's everybody feeling? Good? Good? Yeah. Especially after this fight.
3: Right?
1: I think so. For yeah. me, I just told you before the show started, it was my favorite fight of the season. I know. I, agree I think with some of you. us, you do. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I think it was
3: the best. Uh, I mean, although the the winner was pretty clear cut, it was yeah. probably the best uh, effort back and forth, or at least uh, one of the top three. I think of the uh, of, of what we've seen so far. What it was a solid match.
1: What impressed you most about Kamaru Usman Blackzilians winning this fight?
3: That um, he won this fight. W- <laughs> no, <just that. laughs> really? T- I- two in a row. He looked great.
4: Yeah, I was gonna say he's the he's the one fighter, not maybe not the one fighter on the black civilians, but the one that's out of all of them that's really come out and just I can tell that he is a fighter. He's calm, he's cool and collected, mm-hmm. and probably listening to me as I compliment him because <laughs> he's amazing. <laughs> yes. And driving. And I'm he's driving. driving. Whoa, <laughs> there he is.
1: Welcome Kamaro. It's you great to see don't you. Skype and drive.
5: Yeah, you are Skype oh, and driving here, son? This is <laughs> completely dangerous right now, and I'm blaming it <laughs> on you guys.
1: What?
3: <laughs> Sorry. It's all sorry.
1: It's our oh, fault. It, apparently it's my fault.
3: Ticket is on you
5: no, if what? it happens. He strikes me as a ringleader. So
2: <laughs> yeah, you got
3: it right.
1: <laughs> uh, well, thank you for taking time uh, out of your obviously busy schedule. Since we no? think we might have lost you, ten and two. No, we got <laughs> him. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me one second. Okay, no problem. Thanks. <laughs> we can't see you, but we're we're talking to you anyway. Thank you again for taking time to speak with us um, about this week's episode and your fight. Are we? Are, can you hear us?
5: Yeah, I can definitely hear you.
1: Okay, there cool. you are. We can see you now.
5: Nice.
3: So, um, Jay, fight. what do you have for Kamaru? Um, Question-wise? Sure, you know, let's, dig let's, in. I think we should talk about the match. Obviously, Kamaru knows the match very well. Okay. <laughs> Between I mean, talking about it there. yesterday and living it and all. Um, but again, I thought you know, Kamaru won 18 to 20, both rounds straightforward across the board. Um, I thought it, this match in general delivered the most action that we've seen uh, so far I for agree. the show. Um, it was Kamaro versus Steve Carl, and Steve Carl once again had issues making weight, just barely, but uh, um, by the hair of his chinny-chin-chin, chin, or the, the hair yeah. of his hair, as it were. Shave that thing off, you'd get rid of another pound for <laughs> no, sure. No, apparently
4: he just has to take off his shorts to make yes. to make weight.
3: Yeah, that. Um, but he was in it. I mean, Kamaro was owning him and looked, man, you looked perfect in, in the match, uh you were composed and had everything under control. Didn't really look like you were in trouble at any point throughout. But that said, to Steve's credit, I think he was trying, you know, as much as he couldn't get an upper hand, he was trying and was staying in and still getting out of bad positions, trying to impose some kind of, uh, of of will of his own, you know. Yeah.
1: Dana White had said that, you know, it was the first punch Camaro, that took Steve's mind out of it. Do you agree with him?
5: Um, You know what? I, I, I do. I. I do, you know, like uh, I mean, we've all heard that saying. Everybody has a plan until they get hit in the face. Oh
3: yeah, <laughs>
5: and and it's you know I think that was that was definitely important. But what uh, you know, I Steve Steve is a, a seasoned veteran. I mean that 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 guy is a professional, a true professional. He knows what he's doing, and so you know he knows what he knows how to fight. He's got over twenty five plus fights. He knows how to fight, and what I don't. I, I primarily didn't like is how they made it look like oh he didn't make weight again you know I mean he made weight he got on the scale he was a little heavy he took his shorts off and he made it right then and then you know it wasn't like okay well I need to go use the sauna for an hour like the first time and come back and make weight he made weight just fine the way he could have made weight you know now during the fight I, I think definitely uh, once the fight took place and I, I think I got comfortable a lot faster than he did he was still trying to find the rhythm and i just wouldn't let him find the rhythm i was just a couple of steps ahead of him besides that and that's that's i think that was definitely the biggest key in the fight
2: well we're talking about that first shot you landed that jab it was obviously a a right-handed jab because you came out southpaw so I, i wanted to is is that something you do very often i know that you've had six professional fights before the show uh how often do you like to switch it up against your opponents
5: now, I switch it up all the time. Yeah, uh, Initially, it was something that I kind of wanted to play with because certain certain uh, things in that, certain weapons in that stance work a lot better than in my orthodox stance, in my regular stance. And so it was something that I kind of wanted to, uh, I've been playing with and playing with a lot and I've been getting more and more comfortable with it to where you might see more of that.
2: Well, which weapons work better off of Southpaw? <laughs>
5: <laughs> you just want me to spell it all right. <laughs> That's all right.
2: We can keep a few secrets until the end if you like.
5: <laughs> yeah, let's keep a few.
2: All right. Um and also I noticed between rounds, I mean the first round that I mean you you dominated the first round. Uh you, you you had a few takedowns. Your strikes were much cleaner. His were a lot more looping. Um now that we're still we're still talking about you being Southpaw, Carl tried to flip it in and do the same thing to you so did you expect him to do that and uh, did it throw you off in any way
5: no i expected it like he's actually he's been doing that for years he he does actually switch stance and he does he switches so much to where you don't really know which stance he normally is Is his strong stance until we got in the house is when i kind of got to know him a little bit more and i knew that you know, he was definitely, he was an orthodox fighter. But he does that. He's something that he's been doing for fights, even big fights. When he won the world title, he was switching stances just like that.
1: Why do you think ATT chose Steve to go up next?
5: To be honest with you, if you look down the roster of every guy on the show, Steve is the most accomplished guy on the show, 100%. He would be the frontrunner in anybody's book to win the show, 100%. Former world champion has beaten current guy not just beating finished current guys that are high up in the UFC right now and so he's a guy that of course they felt like we can put him in whenever we wanted and he's gonna go out there and definitely deliver for us and get us that win and so I think that that was probably one of the the big reasons why they put him in and you know not to mention in his first fight he was doing okay until he got finished and so you know, the coaches were feeling like, okay, maybe his head just wasn't in there. And that's why he got caught and finished, which I don't think he got caught. But, you know, maybe they trusted him and they went with him again. But it was just, uh, you know, wrong matchup for him, I think.
1: Mr. White has said that he doesn't think he's UFC material. Do you agree?
5: No, I disagree. I I, I mean, Dana's Dana, he has his opinion and he's going to say what he wants to say. But... Steve Carr is a seasoned veteran. He's a true professional and I definitely think he has wins over guys in the UFC right now and I think he would beat a lot of guys in the UFC right now and so yeah, just because he had two and, and in this show, it's completely different. It's not, okay, I'm going to go out like a normal fight and strategize for a three-round fight to where I can slowly break and beat a guy up until I break him in the third round. It's not that at all. This is two rounds for you to go balls to the wall and put it all together and you know, unfortunately, he came out on the short end of the stick, but I definitely think that, you know, if he gets it together, he definitely belongs and can get in the UFC.
2: It looked like uh, it looked like you, uh, your conditioning for this fight was, was excellent, and it looks like Steve was sucking wind pretty early, um, so I guess it's kind of a two-parter. Uh, how do you get your conditioning up so well? There's so many of the Black Zillions of the conditioning, in my opinion, and, and on television, it looks so much better. And I also noticed that you don't sit between rounds. So does that play into it?
5: Um, my, my condition is just something that, you know, even re- while wrestling in college, it's just something that I, I got to a, a certain point to where when I decided to make a conscious effort to become or to want to be the best at whatever I was doing, I wanted to make sure I had no other factors that I could control be the factors that hinder me from becoming the best at it. And conditioning was one of them. There was a year that I was wrestling. I started the season kind of early, doing the same thing that everybody was doing. And I was getting mediocre results like everybody was getting. And I was like, why am I getting tired? And what is the reason? What can I change? And conditioning was one of them. And so I I always got up every morning and I put in extra work and did extra work. And so when he came in that time to where both guys were tired, I knew I did extra work. And so in my mind, I'm fresh. And that's kind of what this, you know, what happened in this show. I was, it was nothing for me. I I like to push myself beyond the limit to where I know once it got scary in the fight, it wasn't, it's not going to be a problem for me.
1: Speaking of training, I noticed in the, well, we all did, obviously, mocap training um, which is quite interesting and I loved it personally. I think I even tweeted about it. I thought it was really cool and awesome that they were doing that. What's your take on it? Did you Have you found it helpful or is it just kind of show?
5: On the what? I, I'm the, mo-cap,
1: sorry. the motion capture training. I was oh, oh,
5: that was yeah. too
1: it's called mocap, guys. <laughs> I forgot
5: the lingo, yeah.
3: What sponsor lingo. was that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I Come on there. It. Feel what I'm found down.
3: Them bubbles. The bubbles training.
1: <laughs> do you find Do you find it helps or
5: not? You know, at, at, that, at that time, you know, to be honest with you, at that time, having doing the mocap for that instant moment, it, it's it's something that obviously you know wasn't it couldn't have been that much help at that very moment. It's something that I believe you have to kind of use utilize with time. And so, from time as time goes on, let's say you have a a fight five months down the line, it's something that you can start utilizing from when you sign that fight five months down the line, so you can monitor your progress. And it's it it could it's definitely could be a helpful, a very helpful tool for our coaches to evaluate where you are and how correctly you're doing some of the techniques that they're teaching. And so, yeah, it definitely could be a big help down the line.
1: Is it something you guys utilize often, or is that for the show?
5: It's something that, yeah, we are starting to utilize often, definitely. And that's the thing, and and Glenn, uh, our our manager, Glenn Robinson, is just, he's so passionate about the sport and our team to where he always wants to make sure that we have the top equipment that can definitely get us all to that goal of being the best in the world. And so, whenever he sees something, he's like, "Oh my god, this would be great for our gym." He takes advantage of it.
1: I love that personally. I don't know about you guys.
3: I think it's cool to um, it's you know kind of progressive, forward-thinking stuff. I don't know how many gyms can actually implement and use stuff like that because I don't. Right. You know, Brazilians is uh, Brazilians, it's a lot of money. Blackzilians, yeah, is probably one of the more uh, better-established gyms with with enough funding, you know, mm-hmm. behind it uh, in the U.S. You know, they're yeah. probably. Top five or or seven or so throughout the entire country.
4: But I feel like
5: just say number
2: one. I agree. I agree. Number one. You do? Oh hell yeah!
5: Really?
1: Um,
2: Yeah.
5: This is news to me. I'm not
2: just pandering. I I, I, come on now. They're dominating, and they always have more forward thinking methods and they've shown it on this show and it's uh an ATT kinda looks a little archaic, but I know that you well, know Well no, so. I
4: mean that's what I'm that's actually what I wanted to talk about and get your your views on it, uh Kamaro was that the fact that I feel like Black Zillions, you know, as much as it seems kind of flashy flashy in, in that kind of aspect, I feel like it's a good way to use new technology or anything that's coming up that um that to any way to help your technique. I know that, you know, my dad is also a boxer as well. He always sees it as you need to be in the gym every day. You need to just, you know, grind, grind, grind. But mm. to us who've been, you know, a little bit younger or whatever, if you want to call it, that we feel like we use, like, video cameras, we use our iPads, we use any type of technique, watching YouTube videos, whatever, you know, that can help. We use a lot of technology. So I just wanted to know if you think, uh, I know that you're using it, but, you know, if classic training is seems more effective or it's a good way to just take in the new technology uh, little by little.
5: That's a great question. Um, I, I i'm a hard-headed old-fashioned guy as well i I like to do it you know go grind 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 go just grind my body to the ground but with time you have to evolve the world is evolving each and every day and it would be silly for me to want to train like they did back in the 80s when they weren't able to record and video practice to know what errors they were making to rapidly correct those errors and so that's just a little a little piece of technology that that's improving yes now we've gone state of the art so we could have the motion caption cameras to definitely help us a lot more but technology is a great and wonderful tool and you know you just you got to evolve with the times and i think that's a huge tool to utilize but i'm all for the grind 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 as well but you kind of have to mix it up this is mixed martial arts so I yeah. love
2: it. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's very, uh, it's very Rocky for Dolph Lundgren. Uh, like anytime I, when I saw them bust it out, I'm like, oh, cool. Like they're going to show like their little <laughs> cheesy computer <laughs> animation. But I'm like, no, this is legit. It's cool. It's like a video game. It's just like the same thing they do.
4: Well, another thing that cameras uh, definitely were very helpful for in this match was apparently uh, we could see that Kamara wasn't grabbing the cage, but apparently yeah. they were yelling that he was all, the whole, the, actually both rounds they were just on top of him. I, how did you feel about? I don't know if you rewatched the episode at any time, point in time, but. Rewatching the fact that watching att get on you about grabbing the cage
5: yeah i i watched it over and over i'm a person who i I love to watch my fights and and pick out what i did wrong and what i did right and how i can improve and so yes i heard him screaming that see what where that stems from is my first fight they felt that i was grabbing the cage because i had when i have a guy up against the cage his back is against the cage and i'm Obviously, not. my back is not against the cage. And my hand's resting on the cage while I'm going to work. And so they felt that, oh, I was grabbing the cage to keep the guy there. I don't need to grab the cage to keep the guy there. I'm in an offensive position. and They're in a defensive position. So I think every time my hand even just touched the cage, laid up against the cage, they were screaming it. But, you know, the video speaks for itself.
3: you think they were playing mind games on you there or the referee? Or was that literally like... The angle that they saw, it looked like you're I, I, I grabbing
5: I think it might have been the angle that they saw, but mm. I didn't care. I was in the zone. I was doing my thing,
2: so right. I wasn't worried about him. He didn't even come close to, to grabbing it. I think they were yeah. they're they trying to draw on, on the drama from from last week uh, with all the cage grabs <laughs> and everything. So uh, what are you laughing <laughs> I know, at
4: me? It's did fair you. point. Yeah, no, it's a fair point. <laughs> it's, it just, it's really funny because you you you're very keen on finding reality TV drama. It's great. Well, that's <laughs> gosh, why I love that you just <laughs> called him out top of you with the, with the Bud Lights and the, Harley, and the Harley stuff, but it's just really funny how you're like, that's the first thing that you, like, grab off. Well, that's what I'm doing. I'm that's leaving
2: true. here today. I'm gonna, you know, have oh, a Bud stop. Light and hit the road. As you <laughs> shave with a G- big Gillette, Gillette, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> grab a NOS. No. Stop. <laughs> oh. We just want to take you want to take care of some business. Yes. yes. We love our fans. Yes. We love when we hear from you. Yes, we do. Uh, Now we have a new way for them to all speak up. It's podcast1.com. Check it out. Hit the banner on what is it, the top right hand corner of the banner? Something like that. Um, And give us your thoughts and rate the show. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Only takes a couple minutes to do. It's podcast1.com. Check it out. And we love our fans.
4: And sometimes I know a lot of people can't find the, the link for just After shows or even just the survey in general. I can tweet it out at, after the end of the show Perfect. if you can't yeah, find excellent. it. Thanks, so, Alexis. Yeah. They
2: can tell us how good the Black Zillions are doing and uh, hey, how man. much they look... How much <laughs> step above ATT right now. By the way, this includes you, Kamaru. Yeah. You're, you're subject to
3: doing the... <laughs> Doing the uh, the survey as well.
1: I will be following up <laughs> with you on that because
3: you haven't really done enough for us already. <laughs> yeah, Coming on twice <laughs> and spending like an hour with us, you know, come Com- show and prove a little bit. Why don't you, man? <laughs> Any way I can help, <laughs> <laughs> my man?
4: But Always good. I-, I wanted to touch on your that topic was the fact it's not a question. I just wanted to put my opinion out there that you know, even though yes, we are interviewing Kamara right now, I feel like to be honest, I feel like Black Zillions just as a team is just very. Uh, open-minded with their techniques and their training and all that kind of stuff i feel like uh, as AT 18 uh, i almost said it att <laughs> is i feel like uh, like at least from what i'm seeing maybe that's just editing or anything like that the fact that they were telling um carl to be like just you know neck and back neck and back every single time i just feel like sometimes with their training it's just blinders on you know what i mean yeah so i don't know I, I'm,
5: I'm glad you caught that uh, uh that's um, that's a, that was a big thing, too, that, that surprised me because, of course, I lived it. But you don't get to see what they're doing in their gym at certain times. And so it was a shock for me to see that on the episode, the way they treated that fight. This guy is a for, was a former world champion last year. Lost to a guy who is known, is, is world famous for the technique that he caught Steve with. So it wasn't like he went out there and got beat for the title. He just got caught with the same thing that the guy does better than anybody else in the world. And for them to just be telling him, oh, well, you know, basically they told him you don't have a chance. Let's try to look for a neck and back, basically, because they even said, oh, we weren't we didn't go out there to look for expected decision. We just was hoping that he would catch a neck or back. Like how do you when you say that to a former world champion, you basically just told him you suck and please just try to catch him <laughs> And, and that, that, that was something that was very surprising to me for, for, for him going into the fight. He didn't feel like he could win. Do you think that they
2: uh, going back to your fight against Jose Caseras, uh, he was a big guy, he was six foot two. Um, do you think they I mean and then you were you were choked out in that fight? Do you think they just kind of stuck to, okay, here's the one fight he's lost as a pro. Uh, Here's what you need to do, and you're great at it. Uh, Do you think that's why they focused on that?
5: Um, Well, let's be 100% honest. He wasn't that big. Yes, he was taller than me, but he wasn't that big. It was something that I I had been – that was me training, I think, maybe eight months of me training. And part of that training was mostly all of that training was – stand-up training, learning how to kick correctly. I I just came from wrestling at the Olympic Training Center to MMA. Now I'm getting punched in the face. And I had one fight right, you know, quick and was successful in that fight. And then I'm, I'm starting to, you know, continue to progress on how to punch. And I wasn't, that was my fault. I wasn't focusing a lot on The groundwork, all the different techniques that it took to be on the ground. Of course, I knew I I could take anybody down when I wanted to take them down, but I wasn't working specifically on that. I got caught with a, I made a basic error, and I got caught. If you even watch that fight, I went in with a one-two, hit him, hit him. I, I took him down literally maybe in 15 seconds of being in the fight, as easy as it could be, probably the easiest takedown I've ever gotten. Got on top, mounted him, full mount right away, elbow, and he caught me. He was funky. He was tall. He was funky, and he, you know, he hit me with the funk and and caught me. And I would beat the living brakes off of that dude <laughs> if we fought now. Terribly.
2: <laughs> so size doesn't worry oh. you at all because no, I've noticed I, the past couple of guys you fought professionally are five seven and five six. You handled them pretty well. Uh, and and I just didn't know if anyone was, you know, there are plenty of guys that are in the UFC top 10 that are, you know, there's Condit who's tall and there's Neil Magny and, you know, uh, who is it, Young Kim. They're all above six foot. And I know that's still kind of rare for welterweights to be, you know, that tall and lanky. But so the height doesn't bother you at all.
5: Oh, no, it just makes it easier for me to take down. I can get to their legs a lot easier. Well said. That's actually Boom. the first thing I thought of was, like, if they're yeah.
4: tall, it's just you got to go for the knees. That's yeah. where they're weak. They're,
3: that's the mixed bag where the taller guy is going to have more length, obviously, and, and uh, striking distance, but at the same time more susceptible for a
4: takedown. I just think of him as, like, a giant true, but,
5: but True, but I, I have incredibly long arms for, for my size. That's also true. If you, I am I'm, I'm think I'm sitting about a 77-and-a-half-inch reach, and so I, I make up for a lot of that with my arm lengths.
3: Well, that and also especially with your pedigree of wrestling um to you know to the degree that you've trained on the mat that certainly you've got that much more ability to deal with lankier guys i'm sure you've trained with a lot of lankier guys uh in the room in the wrestling room
5: yes definitely
3: you know to that end i, I want to switch uh, uh switch directions here just briefly i last night i caught up on the u.s world team trials it was on espn did you uh do you get a chance to watch that, or are you keeping up with uh, wrestling this year?
5: Unfortunately, I did not get a chance to watch it, but
1: uh.
5: I would—I want to say probably eighty-five percent of the World Team members are my friends. I know them. I, I've, I've talked to some of them. I, someone maybe texted me after this fight. I, you know, DeLogne, the heavyweight, you know, that made the, his fifth World Team. Mm-hmm. Me and him were teammates in college. And mm-hmm. and so, yeah, I, I know a lot of those guys. I wrestled with them for a couple of years on the international scene. And, and yeah, sure. I, although I wasn't there, I didn't get to see it. I I pretty much knew who was going to make the world team. Yeah.
3: Do, what are your thoughts? Because obviously Jordan Burroughs is, is having a, a certainly a high point in his career right now, coming off his uh, gold medal, and then this year he's just killing it. He uh, he finished his guy. He teched his guy, like, won by maximum points in about 30 seconds. Less than a minute, I believe. Mm. Um, you know, and I've seen a couple of his matches this year. Just obviously undeniably impressive. Somebody like him or... Is there anybody else on the world uh, world team that you think would make a good transition to MMA? Or can you give us any hints who's uh, who's talking about it? Because now it's become To be honest with you, uh, mm-hmm.
5: uh, you know, those guys... This is the thing with wrestling. Wrestling is, is it's, it's a profession that kind of like fighting. You 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 get into it not expecting to make. It's not about the money right away. You mm-hmm. don't expect the money because there is no money at the bottom right away. Man. You actually lose money in some of the fights if you really think about it. And and those wrestling is kind of one of those sports that it's it's a tough man deal. We we do it for the glory of it and wanting to be the best on the planet. That's something. And so those guys are they're, they're doing it, and right now they're at the top of it. And so I don't see any of them right away wanting to switch to MMA because they're they're doing they're exactly where they need to be. This is something they worked their whole lives for, and now they're there. And so I, I don't I don't see a lot of them wanting to come to MMA. But if they wanted to make the transition, I can I, I think every guy I would say the top two in each weight class can make a transition and definitely be competitive in MMA
3: do you think that it's uh, the transition dealing with the striking and especially the uh, the nature of not wanting to be on your back versus it being okay to be on your back in the uh, uh, in MMA do you think that that's a, a difficult one for a lot of them to make or was it easy for you or or difficult or somewhere in the middle?
5: It, it, it was a yeah, good question. It, it's definitely difficult. It is difficult because wrestling work, work. You got to be in a dominant position the whole match. And that's what we're taught and that's what we're trained how to do. And so jujitsu is kind of like the counter for that. I mm-hmm. want to kind of – it's almost like playing possum a little bit. But given – I give this and I take away this. I like give this, take away this, and I catch you with that. I set traps and then I catch you with something. And so that that's definitely weird and awkward for – for us wrestlers coming into MMA because we're used to go, go, go and to break a guy. And so that's definitely a tough transition. And the striking aspect as well it's not so much of striking and punching something because everybody loves to punch something. Everybody loves it. Yeah, but it's how agreed. you react after you've been punched. And that that's something that, yeah. that takes a while to deal with and, and get used to because a lot of people don't know how to react to that. I've just come from wrestling and taking guys down and now I'm getting punched. And how do I react to getting punched?
2: Sure, well, That's something hey, man, he's back. transitioned. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, he, and you transition well because all of your professional wins have come by TKO. Mm-hmm. So uh, are you surprised, I guess, at your own um, – I, I, you, I mean, you, you haven't submitted anybody – uh, so why do you think that you're you're knocking so many guys out? Uh With I mean, you have a huge wrestling background. A lot of guys with res- wrestling backgrounds will take the fight to the distance, you know, win on the ground, win against the cage. So why do you think that your transition has been so seamless to this point?
5: My, it, it's, it's because of the team that I'm on. The way we, uh, if you saw, if you guys saw our practice, it, it's a pay per view fight in here every every damn sparring session. I Uh-oh. mean. I mean, you look you look down at Russell, Michael Johnson, Abel Trujillo, these are all guys who love to put hands on guys. Gilbert Durino, we we have Eddie Alvarez in the room. It's just so many guys. And Anthony, it's a pay-per-view fight every time when Anthony Johnson is in here sparring. And so we just get used to that. And it's just a style that we train and we're taught by our, our striking coach, Henry Hoof. And we, we go and we break guys and get punched and we walk right through it and we just keep going. And so I think it was just being built into that mentality early on, starting the career. Is this just something that has ca- kind of carried me to where you know being punched now doesn't really bother me. Of course, nobody likes to get hit, but it doesn't bother me as much, and I know how to react while I'm, if I do get hit.
1: Jay, did you say uh oh because you're thinking okay?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't don't tell us, man, that you're doing this. Well, I, I suppose, I'll phrase it like this. I'm glad you guys are doing the motion capture stuff because that tells me you're forward thinking and not so much totally stuck in the Stone Age with the A.K.A. pound the hell out of each other in sparring practice thing. I pray that that's the thing. Go, go easy on your guys. I mean, I'm trying to see Rashad come back before uh, before fall. I'm really rooting for that, you know. Um, I i forget, is, is Alistair on the shelf for the entry? I've lost track
5: there. Oh, Alistair is no longer part of our team. Okay.
3: All right. Well, we'll move on from that, but <laughs> I'm definitely still trying to see Rashad. I don't want to hear you guys get on the on the shelf on the injury shelf there. But uh it's funny it, because you do what you're talking about here. I mean, you got Eddie Alvarez, Michael Johnson rising uh, pretty fast through the uh, through the ranks. And I'm also thinking about um I was thinking Rashad, uh Vitor as well, of course. You guys, with the Black Zillions, one thing that's always struck me from what I've read and know of you guys um, is the uh, um, the presence of Dutch kickboxing in for for a lot of fans in kickboxing and Muay Thai. There's in the world. There's kind of. Two two of the most predominant styles are Thailand mm-hmm. Thai boxing, which involves uh, knees and elbows. You know, elbows which fly and you know, cut the heads. Demonstration. Like that. Yeah, like a, that. in the like, I like that bad Beastie Boys yeah, video. Know. Know. Oh Ed my god, yeah, he
1: cannot see this. It's good <laughs> You'll see it later.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's Thai style, and then Dutch kickboxing. Which one thing I think is fascinating. is what I want to lead to asking you, Kamaru, is. The Thai generally are smaller people. Lighter weights. Mm -hmm. And so they're also comparatively...
4: That's his daughter. Okay. (laughs) I thought it was our Like she's a Dutch fan. I was going to say, like that
3: Thai boxer right there. Um, So a little bit faster, different technique. Whereas Thai boxers, the matches, I believe, are also times differently. Different round times Mm -hmm. and things like that. And because they're bigger people, different weapons and different ways of using those weapons. So to that end, Kamaru is... Uh, Dutch kickboxing, has that really lent itself well to you guys in terms of uh, applying it towards towards MMA or am I barking up the wrong tree with that?
5: Uh, it has, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I believe uh, th- they like to do it hard. The way they, they punch hard, kick hard, mm-hmm. and, and and put a lot, a lot of forward pressure. And that is something that excuse me here. That's a good oh, reality. Oh, man. It's <laughs> real life. That is, that is something that our coach, Henry Hoof, kind of it's instilled in us is is how do you you know when you do it you do it hard even if you miss you miss a punch or you 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 punch something wrong you you punch hard hmm. and you kick hard and and it's definitely different than you know Thai guys they like to kind of sit there stay and and, and land a precise knee or an elbow or strikes mm-hmm. of that nature but yeah it's it's something that Henry Hoof definitely has gone over with us and every, you know so everyone just kind of took it on and it, it meshed well with us.
1: Speaking of hard training, do you, what's your injury status right now? Are you healthy, or do you have any, anything that you're dealing with?
5: Oh, I mean, I'm a fighter. You always got something to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I'm definitely healthy, you know, definitely healthy enough to fight if I need to jump in and fight at any time.
3: A so- girl is spying for the other team.
4: <laughs> no, <she's laughs> not. don't say that. She, that's, she's, not that's not she's
3: true. She's texting uh, Ricardo Laborio after the oh. show here. Oh, am I? Like,
4: <laughs> don't believe it. No, I heard
3: they're, they're still using
2: payphones over there. Couche. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah.
4: well, speaking of the training that we that uh, Jay was actually talking about was the pool scene was actually really intriguing to me was because mm-hmm. um, I've seen a few of my friends who are who are actively trying to get into fighting that they, a lot of their trainers are having them do especially now that it's hot especially here in California they're doing a lot of pool training which I thought was strange at first but it. Kind of makes sense because of the weight of the water and you know learning resistance how to, training. especially with the dutch type of kickboxing you mm-hmm. have to punch hard so punching with the resistance of water is hard but it makes sense so i wanted to get your your standpoint i don't know if that was the first time that you've actually been in the swimming pool and did that or if that was something you guys do all the time
5: me personally i do it all the time okay and, and it's it's something that it just it helps with everything from footwork mm-hmm. from and just movement And also punch control, which is the biggest thing. A lot of guys, you watch a lot of these fights and guys just swing for the fences and they don't actually get that punch there at the right time and and with the right amount of control. So Mm
0: -hmm. one,
5: you're not gassed out from swinging for the fences all the time. It helps a lot. And, And it was something that we utilized during the show. And it's, you know, I do it all the time in training.
2: And they're punching out, uh, you know, floaties in the pool. And, uh, <laughs> Those are so <laughs>
4: funny. Well, cause I wanted to start doing that, cause my father also wants me to, to work on that as well, since I'm mm-hmm. getting back into training anyway. So I saw that and I was like, oh, my dad was on to something. So, I <laughs> <laughs> just curious. He so. can teach
1: you something. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. he
4: can. I just, I, I just like that he's finding new ways to teach his students. So, I yeah. thought that was interesting. You're all Plus for it, Jay. Hell yeah, I love being in the pool. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like the water. He
1: usually has little floaties on and he's just going at it. Jay, <laughs> I have to see this. And there's some
3: <laughs> cut no, you don't want to see it.
1: <laughs> I didn't say that.
3: It won't go that far, but I like being in the pool. <laughs> and there's you of course
1: floaties would be amazing. A
3: nice twelve pack of Bud Light on the side. Oh. You know, the towels by Nas Energy Drink. But Kamara, you know? they are
1: obsessed I'm in, I'm with in. all of the advertising. <laughs> Jared can't like he well, just doesn't get, always yeah. has something to say it's, about it. It's, you know it.
2: what, what goes better with your breakfast than you know with with <laughs> a couple of the lights on the table it's, it's, I, I love it that gets me going in the morning but I, I, I had one more yeah. big question yeah, for K- Uh you said you, you could fight anytime, you know, no matter how banged up you are, and I noticed on your record that after you lost in May of 2013 I'm not trying to hark on the loss, I'm just noticing you took seven months off until your next fight but then, from the end of thirteen up till the summer of two thousand fourteen, you fought four times within seven months. So a lot of fighters like to stay active. Um, I guess why did you take such a long break after that loss? And then, because uh, a lot of fighters want to get back in the ring right after they lose. And then why four fights in seven months after
5: that? Yeah, that that wasn't by choice. It wasn't seven months by choice. It was uh, to be honest with you, it was a management choice and. And that's why that's why they're good at what they do I wanted to fight the next week I wanted to fight that night to be honest with you and they just uh, they felt that you know I just needed to take some time to really work on where they felt that I was lacking some skill and so they they just definitely uh, gave me some time to work and a lot of that too uh, I had I had trouble locating opponents a certain time and so if mm. you know in the small in the smaller promotions is sometimes it's mm. tough to get an opponent right away and so that was that was something that kind of added to it but yeah it was a management choice they felt that i needed to take some time to really work on some things and they and that's what happened
2: they hmm. so ducking them yeah
3: ducking
4: and dodging.
2: i want
3: to make sure man you didn't leave uh you're you're out of the car now you didn't leave your baby there right oh you got my her God. you didn't forget right <laughs> no she's good. She's okay. okay just got your back like that you know <laughs>
0: Come on.
1: Kamara, I know that your goal is uh to be a UFC champion and uh speaking of, of your fighting, obviously, what do you where do you think what do you think you need to work on to attain that goal?
5: I need to work on everything. I am I think I'm just scratching the surface on maybe one tenth of what I could be and what I need to be. And so there, there's a lot of areas that, that I could improve on, but baby steps and you know, you got to crawl before you can run. And so uh, I'm definitely trying to get the fundamentals down. So I'm able to make those huge jumps when the time's right.
1: Awesome. Well,
2: Jared, well maybe, the time, maybe the time will be right on Tough Talk last night. You, uh, you had some <laughs> oh, uh, key no. words for Hyder. hider. Uh, <laughs> what do we? What are, is, are we hinting towards something here? Uh, I mean, I, the, the fans would love to see this fight. I would. Uh, I
5: hope I get that fight. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I hope that fight happens what would uh face?
3: So what, what? Well, <laughs> yeah you're tell dude I hope you don't play poker because we're watching you you're grabbing for your hat you got that little uh, you got that Kool-Aid smile
2: that's like I know that's something guy. you
4: don't know oh my god I know
2: nothing
5: uh, I mean, uh, yeah, okay.
2: so you see some holes in Hyder's game huh
5: yeah I mean just like I, I mentioned I mean this is not a knock a knock on him I mean he does what he does and he does it pretty well obviously he's a been the only successful one for their team and he's a tough guy I' give him that he's very tough he comes he comes to fight but if you watch the fights what are the, this is mixed martial arts this is MMA what are the skills has he shown besides throwing hands those
2: talking he skills of his. he hasn't taken anybody <laughs> down
5: he's been oh. taken down he hasn't mm-hmm. he hasn't thrown one elbow he's thrown oh, yeah. one kick I've done it all I've thrown elbows I've thrown knees I've thrown kicks I've taken guys down I've done it all so you know I, I, those are definitely holes like if you can't evolve with MMA like when I'm hitting you with kicks and knees and elbows and you're just trying to throw hands the whole time like come on now like, like something's gonna hurt
4: no that's the one thing that I remember I think we were all talking about it in the screening room was that watching your fight I like the fact that you use every single part of your body when you're Mm -hmm. fighting like the one thing I noticed that um I, I've done myself but I've also gotten trouble like at my dojo for it is um stomping on toes during the fight. Like I think that's awesome. And the fact that you're using your shoulder and you're using uh, everything else like that, I think that's so great and as an MMA fighter that's what you're supposed to do. So I all think, the
3: weapons available
4: to exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. So I I think that's brilliant, to be honest. Jay, you look like you were about to
1: say something. Sorry. Yeah. I yeah
4: mean, I mean,
5: it's something that it's something that you have to be able to do. It's mixed martial arts, so you have to be able to mix it up on guys. And mm-hmm. and something that I, I do to keep guys always guessing. When they're up against the cage. A lot of guys like to rest against the cage and it just kind of catch their breath. But when you're up against the cage and I stomp your toes a couple of times and I stomp them pretty hard.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: And so even in this last fight, you can watch, after about three stomps, he started picking his feet up. He wouldn't put them down anymore.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: And so when you're not putting your feet down, you're worried about your feet, you're not worried about the takedown that I'm about to hit. We're not worried about the show that I'm about to hit you with or the elbow that's coming and so it, it's you gotta utilize every tool to keep a guy off balance and that, that's what I like to do in my fights
3: I feel like with tough it's a uh, it's a bit of, a, of an anomaly it's almost only just a calling card to seeing a fighter's skills now with Kamaru uh, we've seen that he's well rounded in these two round fights and and obviously all these guys have some qualifications to get on the show otherwise they wouldn't be there so I, I think that you only see so much because it's such an anom- anomaly, especially in that you're fighting so frequently. Um, these are very irregular standards for for guys to fight. You know, leading up to a traditional fight. Obviously, we've seen though that Kumaru can thrive under under this situation, and so the next step we'll see. Knock on wood. Um, to po- possibly but your see head's him, made of wood. That's <laughs> the idea. There you go, man. There you go. Um, that you know to to see him in. Uh, in in a UFC fight, you know, hopefully eventually, um doesn't necessarily indicate that these guys and you know, has talked about Steve Carl is a great example, that they shouldn't necessarily be in the UFC. Now, this season we haven't seen it's it's not been an all-star roster of matches to be sure. Um and and who knows what's happened behind the scenes or that is left on the editing floor, et cetera. but there are unusual circumstances. Um so in, in that respect, I think it uh, um I lost my train of thought here a little, just briefly, but uh, and that's why the the head is made of wood, um, you know. Which is <laughs> to say, though, that you know, obviously, guys like Kamaru or Hader uh, have have shown that they have assets to be to be there in the UFC and can bring it in the three five, uh, yeah, three five minute rounds. Um, and that, that's what I think. You know, we'll still we've only seen so much with uh, with Hader, but there is evidence to suggest that of the guys on this season that he also is one of the more leading guys, along with Kamaru, to be in the UFC. Mm-hmm.
1: Which I think yeah. is, you
3: know, to say it's more of which guys possibly could be, or which and which guys are at the top of that list, I mean to say, you know? Like at yeah. the
1: first shots. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, instead of just one.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. That's a good point.
1: Speaking really quick of the editing room floor, uh, Kamaro. I know you mentioned to me the other day, but I'm going to ask you now. You said a lot of funny moments from the season have been cut out. Oh, no. Um, Can you share any of your favorite moments that come to mind possibly that that the cameras haven't shown but they did get?
5: Uh, Definitely. um, Our van rides, you guys barely, you guys only see barely any of that our van rides as a team to, uh, to to training and to the fights and to, oh my god, if you guys heard some of the conversations and just the different talks and accents that were in that van <laughs> would die. I, I can contain myself some of the times and like you wouldn't believe some of the things that some of these guys would say on that van and it, it's they cut a lot of those out and you guys didn't see it but you know they only show, in, in basically the character that they, they portray, they cut me as. They only show me being serious, then focus and, and, and trying to get the job done. But at the same time, me and another one of my teammates, Karen Banks, we basically sang and rapped the whole season. <laughs> oh <my laughs> the <gosh>. whole, <laughs> sang, rapped, and danced the whole season, every ride, almost every day.
3: You danced in the car. Back. All right. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you can wrap. Spe- Wait, really quick. No, I'm going go to put you on the spot. Uh, you mentioned accents, and I know that you can do <gasps> many, many accents. So, accent? give us one right now. Someone ask him a question, and you have to answer in the accent. Uh,
4: go for it, Jay. I ask him something. Oh,
2: jeez. I'll so ask the him who, do you, who would you like to fight uh, currently in the UFC top 10? well? Yes! there you go. There you
4: go. That's a good one.
2: And why? And how do you beat him?
5: Oh, my gosh. Top
2: 10 in what what weight division?
5: Welterweight. Welterweight. Who would I like to fight?
3: And this is with an accent, yeah, too, to, but You have
4: to answer this question <laughs> in,
1: in an accent. That,
5: that is an accent.
1: What do you mean? <laughs> uh, so on the spot. You know Let's he's...
3: see. Let's see. Let's see. Here. Canadian accent.
1: Uh, no. No, no. He's got better ones. All
3: right.
5: does it matter. I would <gasps> like to fight anybody. Anybody in the top 10 is... I think will would be a good a good match for oh me. I would fight anybody from number one, two, three, four, five. It doesn't matter. I'll beat anybody. So, put me up against them, I, I destroy them. That's amazing. I love it. many day. <laughs> oh and I'll man. tell you what, there, partner, it doesn't matter. You can put me up against the number one guy, number two, number three. It doesn't matter when anything going to give a name. I'll go on in there and I'm going to take him out. Oh
2: I want to hear a Glenn accent.
0: No! <laughs> okay. you know he can do it. Can Glenn do it. doesn't have an
1: accent.
2: Yeah, he kind of does. Do an <laughs> impression.
1: An impression of Glenn. Glenn doesn't have an accent. <laughs> you can do an impression. Or a
2: Dan Lambert
5: one. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Oh. Give us the Conor McGregor. Conor Cut McG- a Conor, Conor McGregor, McGregor, McGregor promo. Go! Conor McGregor. Let, let, let's see. Let's see. I will obliterate the guy. I will obliterate him. He's too smart the little Brazilian I'll obliterate the (laughs) guy oh my
4: god it's like the real people it is like the real people (laughs) I told you guys (laughs) is that not amazing I love that
5: I, <laughs> You I, are a
3: fool, dude
4: <laughs> <laughs> I just made my day I'm so, so happy
3: okay I'm gonna, Here's a real zinger for you You said you were rapping Zing. The whole time With Carrington uh, with, t- with Jet Set there. Oh,
4: no, 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 no So
3: so, what were you spinning? Are these your oh, own freestyles?
5: Okay. Or you taking <laughs> Old Yo, school verses? We freestyled every day yeah. Mainly Carrington t- He freestyled And I did the dance I was the background dancer
1: because he wanted to be a backup dancer when he was younger.
5: Oh. Freestyle, oh. and you know, and I bust the move all the time.
2: Don't let the dream go <laughs> away. You, you got You can still be a background dancer. <laughs>
5: I'll, I'll give you some lessons. I'll give and you some jump, lessons. If off can. On stage, I'll handle it.
2: <laughs> Magic Mike Does 3.
1: Anybody else before we let him go uh um, and tend to his beautiful daughter. From,
4: from the live chat Joseph Boza he's just said he's
5: watching us right now. <laughs> right?
4: <laughs> uh Joseph Boza said uh, I would feel so sorry for the UFC uh trans I'm going to say that's a translator or transitor every time if Kamaru answered a question in his language if he just did it for you guys. <laughs> like if he just like changed his accent for every single question which is to DLC. say
3: please do it. Please. <laughs> yeah, that could uh, be,
5: like his awesome gimmick. Idea. That could be his gimmick.
4: Yes." Uh-huh. I think we really. You funny. know what?
5: I'll, I'll make a promise to you guys. <gasps> I win the title, Inventure in the future. I will answer every question after that in a different accent. You guys, oh that God. is amazing.
2: Exclusive it's on it's the
0: AfterBuzz
1: TV. <coughs> exclusive. Yes,
4: we love it. Any final questions for Kamaru, guys? Um, would you do? Uh, what g- advice would you give to any fighter that might be going in for the next season?
0: Mm.
5: For the next season, Mm-hmm. is it's. It's just be yourself just be true to yourself and and if you're you're genuinely a good person it's going to shine through and if you're not it's going to shine through as well so just being yourself when you try to fake it it's very easy for them to twist that up and, and you look like a
0: fool when you do that i love it well said. Yeah, yeah. absolutely
3: i'm curious i was reading your cap here and it's a little bit harder to see on these uh, monitors for reason. at first i thought it said bling bling but it's was it black Black villains, black.
1: Black The Z is hard. Oh, on black Oh, the Z. Okay. The Z looks like a an black
3: eight. Black zillion. Okay. <laughs> like That's eight. dope. I was gonna say, give a shout <laughs> to your sponsor, but uh, we just big up your uh, your uh, your team there. So biggest
2: sponsor <laughs> of all. <laughs> Got that right. There, if you, if you became if you became big time in the UFC, when what, when when you became when you become big time in the UFC, <laughs> you will you uh, would you ever consider the WWE? <gasps>
5: Um, of course. If they pay me enough, come on. <laughs> what would be, what would be your gimmick? What would be your gimmick? Know, yes. Taking care of myself in the future. So no, if you they think pay d- me enough, 100%, I will wrestle.
3: You think Dana is going to let him do – Part time back and forth between MMA and pro wrestling. You could just leave. You could yeah. become the next Kurt Angle or that, yeah. If regard. I got big
5: enough, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, I dare you
3: to do that. Yes, win the title and then leave for pro wrestling. <laughs> and, and then bring the title man. with you and
2: drop, dump it in the
3: garbage. See how well that goes over with the brass. <laughs>
1: Okay. Uh, we I got- would support
4: you. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, Kamaro. thank you so, so, so much for taking time, especially. I know you're with your family right now, so uh, we certainly appreciate the time that you've given us this week.
5: No problem. Thank you guys for having me.
1: Yeah, enjoy the rest of your evening, and good luck the rest of the season.
3: Shout out to your little one there, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you yeah. very much. <laughs>
1: Talk to you later. Bye. Oh, that was so much fun! That was crazy. How great are those accents? Oh, I lost it. <laughs> I was with him before we did our spotlight on, mm-hmm. and he was ordering. I gave him the phone to order food, and he full on did an accent, like the oh, whole thing. And I didn't it? even know it was coming, so I was like, "That's hilarious!" Which it one was, one was a it, it was a country, big oh, nice. strong red. That's one of
2: the accent. strong ones, I think. It's, it's a stronger was, one.
3: It
1: was really good, and yeah. people
2: are gonna believe that here in California,
1: because <laughs> they're
3: not hearing that. So I was like, "Are you hmm, It's a twang!
2: It must be a twang! It
4: must be a twang!" <laughs> I hope he wins in
2: an the EOC and he really does bust out an accent and just kind of mixes oh, it up every post-fight interview. I think it would be yeah. so funny. <laughs> yeah. Thank, Thank you,
4: boy. Joseph, for
1: yeah, putting that call. up there. he yeah. get a lot of fans for, for doing that. You know, and that's the funny thing here
3: is, I got to say, the, the drama in the, each hour, the past several episodes, or a lot of the season, I feel like they were, at one point... The editing was trying to play up the storyline of Glenn versus Dan Dan. Mm -hmm, and also uh, um, kind of get that that feud going, just team versus team and fighters. Mm -hmm. But when you let them just let their hair down... Even though Kamara doesn't have any hair, you know, none of the black accents go. <laughs> yeah, um, but there's so much more to to know and to enjoy of these guys. Yeah, just yeah. letting them take the ball and run with it, which unfortunately we don't see, uh, at least in so much in this season.
4: Yeah, I didn't no. know that he was such a goofball. No? Exactly.
1: Exactly. Well, he and I were we, we we're discussing that because he said if, after Tough Talk he uh, mentioned something something, mm-hmm. and hopefully this is okay to share to the Fox producers why did you guys cut out all the you know mm-hmm. there's so much fun stuff that's why yeah. I asked him about it um, and they just said they just didn't have the time and however we've said this all season it would be nice to see some of those fun things because some of the season is pretty or a lot of it has been kind of
3: more personality yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I less Bud like, Light there
4: you go I just well, feel like their conversations and everything like at breakfast and stuff I feel like mm-hmm. it's kind of super Super, not scripted, but it yeah. feels super like rehearsed. Okay, you're gonna say this. You know, I'm gonna throw these yeah, right. light cans right there, and then just go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what it feels yeah. like. He a little share- serious
2: tone. Yeah. Too, too, a little too serious of a tone.
4: Yeah, yeah. He shared. You know, he was t- talking about
1: Carrington Banks, and he shared with me the kind of personality he actually has. And I was like, mm-hmm. really? That yeah. he's like super, super reggae, relaxed, chill dude. And yeah. we haven't gotten that vibe nope, at all. No, I've not no. seen that at all, and that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. You know to see his personality, and we obviously got to see Kamara's yeah. personality tonight.
2: Well, hopefully, if they get to the UFC, uh, some of these guys, you know, they'll put forth their personalities, and you know, yeah. and you can, and they, whenever they pump up a fight, you know, you see more of who they are, yeah. so it yeah. could be kind of fun. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, it's gonna be well anyway. To wrap up the episode though, it's three hundred to one hundred now. I know. Winner lose <laughs> now. Yeah. Win or lose, lose, Yeah. No tie. Yeah. ATT's got to win next week, but in the way that it's being produced, it doesn't look like they're going to.
3: That you don't think that ATT is going to win? Mm-mm. No,
1: really, I, I think I also think Mm-mm. that Black I think Zillions it's are going to win. Yeah. yeah, cutting it and producing it and showing it to us to, to make us think.
2: Oh wait, the Black okay. Zillions
1: I think are going to continue gonna winning. winning. Yeah. I
4: think yeah, I, I think, I I think, think ATT comes with out with wins
2: me. next week. I think they. I think ATT comes out and wins the next two weeks in a row, right? For the drama, yeah, right. of course. And then you've got a tie match going in the last week. That's my
0: question. You
4: know what? That makes sense. Yeah.
3: That's my question that I was going to ask the panel, and then I was going to throw him on the spot too, um, because I think that the the preview indicates that ATT starts going on a roll, and Glenn gets frustrated because mm-hmm. if he get, if they win one match, I can't see him getting frustrated and throwing uh, throwing mm-hmm. a fit like he does, like you see the clips. So that would lead me to think that they win two in a row and he starts to feel threatened that they're catching up, but are they swerving us?
1: That's, uh, is that's no. 100% I think
4: it's being produced to sh- to make okay. us feel that way. Because that's that's what reality TV is. I mean, I would, I would like it to be a tie before the last fight just because uh, mm-hmm. it would just make it more exciting, sure. obviously. Sure. I just feel like it would suck if it was like, oh, Black <laughs> won the, la- the next <laughs> two. They yeah. uh, uh, like, have to. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. if,
3: if, it, if the Black Zillions win the next one, then the entire season is won, and yeah. you've still got two weeks to go. And then you send fighters out there for exhibitions that like they could get exactly. there. Yeah. Like, You're going to show up at weigh-ins and be like, okay, Okay, fighter, come on out, and nobody will move. Yep. Yeah. Other side, come on out, nobody <laughs> will move.
2: They're gonna win two in a row.
3: <laughs> this yeah. is what okay, I'm saying. Okay, yes. I disagree.
1: We'll see who's right. I think maybe three. Uh, <laughs> and then you
3: go, tie going into the finals. <laughs> oh. go, Ty,
1: into the finals. <laughs> oh, this is going to continue. Oh, after the show, I have in a there. feeling. Oh, all
3: into the fi- Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Uh, thank you all so Sorry, much I'm, I'm for <laughs> tuning in with us today. Before I, you guys, give out your Twitter handles and all your where we can find you on social media. If you don't know where to find us, besides AfterBuzzTV.com, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, YouTube, yes, and this will be up shortly as well. Alexis, where can we find you?
4: You can find me all over the interwebs as Atorus 890 Also, find uh, find my, if you like the sound of my voice or look at my face, Ooh. find uh, me at BlackHollywoodLive.com, our sister network for Geek Nerd Tech where I talk about video games and all that awesome stuff. Really appreciate it. Love it.
3: Jay? Guys, don't bother finding me. Go find Tough Daria. T-O-U-G-H D-A-R-I-J Jersey
4: Devil.
3: Hashtag Jersey Devil Takeover. Our girl, uh, our After Buzz co-host, Daria Barinato on Tough Enough, made the cast. Tune in to USA Network on Tuesdays. Doesn't conflict with UFC programming. To see how far our girl goes.
2: Otherwise, I'm somewhere on the internet as well. Awesome! I'm excited for that show. Uh, but you can find me at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. I'll probably be talking about UFC and a little bit of Tough Enough. Nice. Awesome!
1: And I'm at Suri Serrano on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. Thank you all again so very much for tuning in with us. And thank you again, also Kamara Usman, for being yes. on the show this Oos. week. And uh, we will see you next week. Bye. Thanks again. Bye.